It's Monday. It's June 25th. And the word of the day is trolls, which means neither or both true and or false. Used in a sentence, in 2016, we entered the post-truth era of American politics, and now, via the collapse of an epistemological neutron star, the truth folded back in on itself, and everything is trolls now. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I was about to Google and see if that was a real word, but I guess that kind of misses the point, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, whatever it is, I'm going to say it. There you go. I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, despite all my rage, they still put a kid in a cage. <laughs> Sarah uh. Huckabee Sanders will be forced to forage for bones as she did on her homeworld. <laughs> and Donald Trump tells the Pentagon to hire Buzz Lightyear for a big new project. <laughs> <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are the easy spirits of skepticism, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, are you ready to look like a pump but feel like a sneaker? I mean, I definitely look like a pump, so... <laughs> and I feel like I've been repeatedly smashed into concrete and dragged indiscriminately through used gum and dog shit. So, yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> All right, perfect. Got dark. Anyway, in our lead story tonight, in light of some recent developments here in the United States, I think we should do a quick review of some... Key moments in popular movies. I think they might be helpful to illustrate an important realization. So, you guys remember at the end of X-Men First Class yes. when Magneto deflects the bullet right into Professor X's spine and it paralyzes him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and, and remember in Star Wars Episode 2? Try not to. Yeah, well, it out. good policy. But <laughs> you remember when all the ships are heading out to fight in the Clone Wars and then... All of a sudden, the Imperial March starts playing in the background, and you realize, like, oh, fuck, I've been rooting for the bad guys for, like, an hour now. And uh, and remember in Terminator 2, when Sarah Connor is about to kill the engineer who would eventually create Skynet and the Terminators, and the guy's wife and the, and the kid, they try to shield him with their bodies, and, and Sarah Connor stops, and she's like, fuck, I, I'm a Terminator now. Yeah, well, somehow the Department of Homeland Security managed to recreate a tragic amalgam of all that stuff, <laughs> except in real reality, and they finally realized after way too long that they might be the bad guys in this movie. Of course, I'm talking about stealing immigrant kids from their parents and putting them in cages, and then realizing... Maybe we should stop doing that. Realizing after a while. Maybe. Though. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's more unexpected. Like, like we've been watching Big Fat Liar and then 10 minutes before the end, Paul Giamatti rapes one of those kids. That's what it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, when Trump announced his retreat, he had his whole like, uh, is it better to be strong than compassionate moment? Because to the empathy-starved, bigoted fucks that support schmuck a l'orange, psychologically torturing six-year-olds is apparently strong, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so here's a little background in case anyone hasn't been following the news, which is understandable, considering lots of us are pretty busy trying to clean up the pink psychomagnetic slime flow made of pure evil that's running through the underground water systems of the entire country at this point. So another good movie lesson from Ghostbusters yeah. 2 right there. Yeah. Cool. And speaking of which, Donald Trump looks a lot like Vigo the Carpathian, but, you know, combed his hair from back to front. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he really does look pretty much exactly like that. Anyway, here's what's been happening. 
In April, Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Hussein Sessions III <laughs> declared a zero-tolerance policy on immigration from Mexico. Naturally, this was justified using the Bible, which was not difficult at all. And then in May, Secretary of Homeland Security Kirstjen Nielsen <laughs> instructed her department to actively pursue criminal prosecution of all unauthorized immigrants. And this included separating parents from their kids putting the parents in detention centers and often putting the kids in facilities with fucking cages that we're still trying to give a fun snappy name other than C-A-G-E cage for kids. <laughs> it, it's not weird that we're repeating the Holocaust. It's weird how plagiaristic we're being about it, right? Like, like ice was walking through the Holocaust museum taking notes. Yeah, right, right. Like tell them it's a bath. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, so in fairness to the government that's stealing kids and putting them in cages, uh, end of sentence. Yeah. End of sentence. If that phrase fits the beginning of the thing you're about to say, maybe shut the fuck up instead of talking. <laughs> yeah, forever. Literally forever. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, we have to do something with otherwise homeless kids that cross the border and we can't put them in adult detention centers, but I was just brainstorming and the phrase... Not jail just mm. kept popping into my head. So maybe there's a solution involving that somehow. Regardless, during the last two months, about 2,300 minors were taken away from their families. That's just a fact. And maybe the word cage was a little too harsh. No, it wasn't. But I think I'm also against uh, fun-sized metal play areas or whatever the fuck Yeah, whatever euphemism it. you come up with. Right, because the other side of this conversation seems to be, well, fine, you think of a humane way to enforce our nation's laws as though that's not the government's job. Yeah, right, right. And by the way, it's worth noting, before April also <laughs> exists, right? As, a, as an example we could use. <laughs> and one other fun detail. We got... A pretty much perfect two-syllable encapsulation of Trumpian ethics last week from the president's former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. Oh, fuck this guy. During an appearance on Fox News Channel to discuss our immigration policy, he was asked about a particular example in which a 10-year-old Mexican girl with Down syndrome was taken away from her parents at the border. And his response was, wah, wah. Uh, I would like to fight Corey Lewandowski for my birthday. Like, that would make me so much happier than any. I don't care if I win or lose. He looks tall. I just want to try. Or what if we just whack him with sticks until candy comes out? I'm in. Or until we're damn sure no candy is coming out. We're skeptics, damn it. Skeptics. There might be a little bit more in there. There might be a little bit more. Hit the puddle. So, uh... Stand by me. So... In response to all the highly unexpected public backlash against stealing kids and throwing them in cages, Donald Trump eventually decided to change the policy a, a little bit. And he signed an executive order that said something along the lines of, Fine, uh, no more stealing kids and putting them in cages. And somebody was like, what? You mumbled during your executive order. No more stealing kids and putting them in cages. Uh. And uh, since then, about... 500 kids got reunited with their parents. So that that was nice. Good to know we're doing our best to walk that fine line and hit that Goldilocks zone for kids in cages. Ballpark, yeah. 1,800 kids in cages is our new benchmark. Yeah, now we cool. have family detention centers, which seem fun, right? Like, I bet those people right? never get yeah. vacation. No, right. It's just like a sandals resort because, 
Nobody's allowed to have shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm trying to think of something more evil than what was happening, and I'm having trouble. So let's play a quick little game of Mad Libs and okay. see if we can top that. So okay. fill in the blanks. The U.S. government was taking blanks away from their blanks and locking them in blanks. And then the campaign manager for the blank was asked about a 10-year-old kid with blank syndrome <laughs> getting thrown in a blank. And his response was, blank, blank, <laughs> and go. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the U.S. government was taking... Uh, uh, they would... Guns. Uh, no, I, no, I got nothing. Puppy. And stop. Stupid, stupid game. So, all that being said, I think we do need to have a serious conversation about immigration policy. So, uh, Trump administration, how about you guys go first? Say something serious. Cages. serious about... Nope, not cages. Rapists. Never mind. Stupid idea. We'll try try again in a couple years. Rape cages. Still, no. Don't. Still, no. And in a they swear it's unrelated story tonight, the U.S. withdrew from the U.N. Human Rights Council in a continuation of Trump's obsession with pulling out of everything but Stormy Daniels. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley announced the decision on Tuesday. In a self-serving hypocritical rant, she called the body hypocritical and self-serving. It swears <laughs> it has nothing to do with the U.N. Human Rights Commissioner Zid Riyad al-Hussein calling Trump's policy of child separation unconscionable. Yeah, America is now officially the guy who just got physically thrown from the bar who gets up and goes, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I wanted to shit myself and cry on sidewalk right here. Thank you for this. Thank yeah. you. Except we'd be shitting on someone else and they'd be crying. But pretty much that's it. Yeah. Now, as easy as it is to assume that this has something to do with the ramp up in human rights abuses here at home, this move was primarily made to placate Israel. In her speech announcing the move, Haley accused the HRC of displaying, quote, unending hostility towards Israel, end quote, which it seems unfair considering the council's only existed since 2006. And there's literally no point in the intervening years where Israel hasn't been violating the shit out of some human rights. Uh, okay. Right? Or for yeah. our audience that is not super anti-Semitic, uh, there was no <laughs> point in the intervening years when everyone stayed nice and far from the fence, which was very clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this is a good point. The dictionary definition of apartheid is anti-Semitic. Thank <laughs> you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Dictionary. And lest we forget, when Jimmy Carter titled his 2006 book with the word apartheid, the best the Israelis could do is like, you didn't have to say it in Dutch, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, but to be fair to the administration, as loath as I am to do that, this isn't quite as fucked up a decision as it might seem to be given the timing. Uh, the Human Rights Council has long faced criticism for including member states that violate the fuck out of human rights. Otherwise, we'd have never been able to get in. But when Nikki Haley complained about the HRC condemning Israel but not Venezuela, she's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ju quo quay well, yeah. <laughs> right. in, in reverse. Right. I, I mean, but the point isn't it shouldn't criticize Israel, which is what she seems to think. There is a point there, though. <laughs> She's just like the drunk guy getting up and being like, all right, you guys look the other way about my f friend shitting in the coat room and I'll come back in and have some drinks. <laughs> Maybe. That's Maybe. nice. <laughs> And in where the fuck are all the cab drivers news tonight? Not. It's that time of year again. It's well, it's every four years. The thing it's that about. time of every four years again. Qu quadrennial. You guys are assholes. It's the World Cup. It's the <laughs> soccer World Cup now. <laughs> Playing soccer's and bars. I'm sitting in occasionally yell. It's very upsetting. That's, that's what I want you to know. Yeah. 
Uh, here's what I do. If I want to get them to quiet down, I like to dive onto the bar and writhe around in fake pain, grabbing my ears and also my ankle for right. no reason. That's really the only way to get their attention. Yeah. And look, it would be super easy for me to be like, hey, sports ball and move on from this headline. But this year's World Cup is fascinating. It's got heroes. It's got villains. It's got underdogs and knights in shining armor. It's even being hosted by a supervillain. It's got everything. <laughs> Yeah, except a sufficient standard on human rights. Kind of a theme of the show this week, actually. Downer, downer. But to add to that, (laughs) it's also this beautiful microcosm of the world, right? Like, first off, it's all entirely corrupt and bribed and fucked all to hell as a system. And everyone knows it and everyone talks about it. But they're all like, "Eh, what the fuck are you going to do? Uh, make sure you host it in 2026. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, we'll win next time, right? Exactly. Then on top of that, there's all these like plot lines. And I know I'm not telling sports fans anything new that sports has meta stories, but these are like meta stories of nations. I mean, without diving deep at all, you have this historic feud between France and Germany that yes, is rooted in World War II. Are they still bitching about that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have these incredibly troubled <laughs> South American nations like rising up to claim impossible victories. Except Argentina, who sucks. Right? You have a player who's so good that unlike almost any other sport, it's possible for his single well of talent to carry his team to the finals or beyond. Eventually, they they promise us. (laughs) (laughs) You have accusations of cheating, doping, assassination attempts. It's a fucking spy novel. And best of all, just like the world, America isn't involved. (laughs) Because we suck right now. (laughs) We suck right now. Yeah. Again, we're hosting in 2026, like the fucking fat rich kid who's not allowed to play unless he invites everyone to his pool. Yeah, so right. That's how we pulled it off. Well, and, and we're co-hosting, right, with the rest of North America. So it's like our pool wasn't enough, but our neighbor had a ping pong table, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in Sarah Huckabee Slanders news, the Red Hen restaurant in Lexington, Virginia, refused to serve Sarah Huckabee Sanders last weekend along with her party of seven other people. According to owner Stephanie Wilkinson, cheese plates had already been brought out when she arrived and saw the press secretary opening up her four-piece articulating alien jaw getting ready to feed. (laughs) So Wilkinson called a quick staff meeting to discuss the situation, and they all decided to ask Sanders and her group to kindly leave, which the group did without any serious contention. Their cheese plates got comped, and they left. No word on the tip, but I'm assuming a Bible tract at the very best. <laughs> yeah, right. Sarah seems like she tips with her number. Like, <laughs> like she just burns 666 onto the table, you mean? Sure, that too. <laughs> so, the following day, Sanders sent out a tweet explaining what happened. It said, quote, Last night, I was told by the owner of Red Hen in Lexington, Virginia, to leave because I work for at POTUS and I politely left. Her actions say far more about her than about me. I always do my best to treat people, including those I disagree with, respectfully, and will continue to do so. Unless you ask me questions that it's my job to answer, of course. Unless you interact with me on television ever. Yeah. And then this tweet, obviously, which is legal. Also, that too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, as you'd expect, this all led to a Twitter war with Trump haters applauding Ms. Wilkinson and Trump supporters bashing her. And a similar fight broke out on Yelp, with the restaurant's average score going almost immediately to 2.5 out of 5 stars. It's down to 2 now. 
which is such a perfect encapsulation of the lose-lose effect of our absurdly polarized political climate. Anyway, all that being said, and uh, I'm eating a good deal of my own bile as I say this, I'm pretty sure I agree with somewhat Sarah Huckabee Sanders said there. From, from a moral standpoint, Wilkinson just made the good guys look like the bad guys, right? Like, I'd love to be wrong, but I don't think I am. What, what do you guys think? Uh, well, good news, Heath. I do think you're wrong. So, uh, being gay, for instance, is a protected class. Being a lying evil bitch is not. So that's why it's okay for one. <laughs> well, because those are vulnerable. No, that's true. No, but I'm not saying it was illegal. I mean, like, morally. I'm just saying it's a bad thing for society if people start doing that a lot. Oh, okay. I see where you're coming from. So, so you know how when Superman punches a bank robber, he's not just as bad as the bad guys? <laughs> He's doling out justice. That's what this is. It's delicious, delicious justice, Heath. <laughs> right. No. And American restaurant owners as a group doling out vigilante justice. That's going to go great. They're just like Superman. All of them are just like Superman. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I mean, I, I'd go one step further and, and say it's it's immoral to voluntarily assist a human being in surviving if they've already made it clear that they're going to use that existence to assist the people who are torturing innocent children. Right. Like, I don't want to see us go here over policy, <laughs> but this is not a difference in policy. We're talking about complicity in a crime against human rights. That's on a different level, I well, think. I mean, she's just doing her job. Nope. nope. <laughs> Scratch that. Bad phrasing. Pass. I pass. I pass. I, I'll, I'll point out that this is the only possible justice that we'll ever have for this time period, right? Like, nobody's ever going to razz up and line him up against the wall, and Andrew gets all texty when I talk about a series of coordinated asset attacks. But what we can do, <laughs> and should do, do more than text. Thank you. Andrew, just heads up. Oh, no, never wrong. Nope, wrong thing. Thank you. I thought you were yep. on my side for a sec. But what we can do and should do on every possible level is make it socially shameful and unforgettable to be a Republican right now. Like, if Republicans end up in a Mad Max-esque wilderness, like feeding off the scraps of the decent, it will <laughs> literally be the least we can do to the people who put children in cages. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I, I'm with you, Eli, except that I've replaced the word Republican with Trump supporter because I'm still <laughs> holding out hope that those can be two different things. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, after this caged kid debacle, I'm seeing a lot more reason to hope. Yeah, there's something there. You sweet, well, sweet optimist. Lining. <laughs> I get accused of that a lot. No illusions, you <laughs> sweet, sweet rose glasses wearing motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Well, regardless of your opinion about denying service for political reasons, I think we can all agree that this restaurant owner displayed incredible bravery when she took a cheese plate away from Sarah Huckabee Sanders <laughs> in the middle of her Tasmanian devil whirlwind of eating, which I'm sure was happening at the at the time. I would not have been equally polite and would have likely eaten someone's finger by accident on purpose. That, so. that was one time. You are too hard on yourself about that. <laughs> we have talked about this. Thank you. You and the prosecutor. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just to be clear, I'm super happy that Sarah Huckabee Sanders got refused food. Like conceptually, I enjoy that idea. But lots of bad stuff can happen when bigots use the same reasoning as the red hen. And... um. No, and Eli are left-wing vigilante terrorists. But my, my, <laughs> my favorite part of the story was the note the staff left for the manager who opened the next morning. The, the note said, restock vodka, 86 Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Really? <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, we're, we're very excited to announce that we managed to get exclusive tapes of this incident, and we're ready to pass it along to you, our listeners, 
Here it is. Welcome to Red Hand. God damn it. Hi, Sarah. Jason. What's up? Uh, hey, uh, what are you doing here tonight, though? You you covering for Heather or what's yeah. going on? Yeah, I'm covering for Heather. Her grandma died. Boo. Winners never quit. Let's get uh, let's get this dance party going. You ready? Uh, Sarah, you can't smoke in here. I'm smoking everywhere, Jaybird. Okay, let's start with uh, two of the tar-tar or the... Uh, <laughs> Tar 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 as I as I call it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The tar 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 tar. Yep. You love tar 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 tar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then let's go with the uh, the lamb rack, the oh, yeah. pork chop, yep. and a grand slam breakfast. Sarah, for the last time, we will not make you a grand slam breakfast. What? No, come on! You did it that one time. You know you did it that one time. No, Sarah. One time, you walked into the kitchen and tried to make yourself a grand uh, slam. Potato, potato. Giant golden crucifix, whatever. Uh, you, you got a place for me to put out this stogie? Uh, never mind. It's tablecloth is fine. I'm going to do it right here. Okay. You know what, Sarah? Get out. Get get out? What? Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, you're a horrible, boorish person, and you make everything, including the world, a worse place. So you're kicking me out for working for Donald Trump. That's what's happening. Sure. That, too. Gonna sick the Russian robots on Twitter on you. Yeah, you do that. (laughs) All right. Well, with the perfectly reasonable request to make yourself a grand slam slandered by what Eli likes to call comedy, we're going to take a quick (laughs) break for a word from our sponsors. Uh, Mrs. Trump, you wanted to see me? Oh, Haldgeiler. Come on in, baby. I'm not sure what that was, but uh sure. Sure. Gyla, you have to have me. People were so mind about my sexy fun springtime jacket. You mean the jacket you wore that literally said you didn't care to visit the children your husband ripped from their family's arms and put in cages? Duh. I think I knew the new clothes choosers are, right? I mean, sure, I why don't you try Zip Recruiter? Oh, this is an ad. Yeah, yeah, we're going for a twofer. Ah, Magdalas. So what's Zip Recruiter? It's the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. So, like, it would say, Hey, looking for clothes picker who doesn't juice clothes a message that tentatively approves genocide? Yeah. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Glantage? Sure, yeah, one day. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Okay, Jyler, how do I tie it? Well, right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. I don't understand, Jyler. Everything is free. You just marry a handsome man with lots of monkey. Yeah, handsome, sure. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. ZipRecruiter.com slash Skeptocrat. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, but what do you think about my cook for tomorrow? It says the only difference between me and Hitler... Is it's not too late to stop me. I'm? It's, uh, true. Cool, cool. Hey, who's Jibbler? He fights Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hitler fights Batman. <laughs> he has, he has Hibblers. <laughs> Hims.com Get a pill for your no, dick No, no, Hey guys, what's going on? Eli's, 
I was working on our song for hymns.com. Our for hymns.com song? Yeah, uh, he doesn't quite seem to be getting the message across, though. You fuck and you fuck and then you fuck some yeah, more so. for hymns. Fuck until you're sore. Yeah. Okay, that that was the Folgers jingle. I'm pretty. That's sure. Anna's out of town. I don't do soup music. Heath, Eli, there's so many great things about Four Hymns for Eli to mention. I mean, mm. Four Hymns is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Yeah, I know. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions. It seems like there's plenty. Medical grade solutions to the okay. pussy that you are pushing. No, no, still no. Into no. no. Okay. No, no. Was, I felt it. Yeah. We'll just we'll cut right there. Circle back. But the best part is our listeners get a trial month of Hims for just five dollars today, right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. I know. They just go to forhims.com slash skeptocrat. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash skeptocrat. Forhims.com slash skeptocrat. They're going to make your dick extra fat. Oh, okay. I, I don't think what? that's what the pills do. For the, you, maybe. They're girthening? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On the newswire tonight, China announced over the weekend that they'd be lowering the reserve rate of some banks, releasing over $100 billion in liquidity in advance of a looming trade war with the U.S. For its part, the Trump administration seems to be preparing through a strategy that could be best described as holding their breath until the electorate turns blue. <laughs> President Emerson Mungagwa of Zimbabwe survived an apparent assassination attempt this week when an explosive device detonated an election campaign rally, causing Americans everywhere to go, aw, that kind of political stability sounds nice. <laughs> In World Cup news. Playing the role of host country, the Russian national team is currently undefeated in the group stage and holds a plus seven yeah, goal differential, what? the best of any team after two games. In unrelated news, the head coaches of all 31 other teams in the tournament frantically announced, I don't have a P-tape. <laughs> Nobody asked if they had a P-tape, but good to know. And and also unrelated news, they have the second worst team of anybody who made it to the tournament. You would think that would be related news, but no. Moving on. Uh, Eternity and author Mike Godwin of Godwin's Law fame made it clear that some people actually are like Nazis <laughs> when he best. tweeted over the weekend, quote, by all means, compare these shitheads to Nazis again and again. I'm with you, end quote. Fantastic. And in fence-sitting news, the wife of Israeli Prime Minister Sarah Netanyahu has been charged with fraud this week after reportedly spending over 100,000 state dollars on private meals at the Prime Minister's home. In oh. unrelated news, the population of diamond-shitting mega-geese has dropped without That's warning. <laughs> she ate them. She ate those geese. Yeah, no. <laughs> In plagues, a child in Idaho has the plague, the bubonic <laughs> plague. And just to be clear, this is far from the number one reason for kids to stay the fuck out of Idaho. Yeah, no shit. And maybe avoid New Mexico, too, just everyone. Because according to the map I saw showing U.S. cases of human plague recently, people in Albuquerque and Santa Fe are just blowing necrotic rats for meth all day. <laughs> like, seriously, what the fuck are you guys doing over there? So many cases right there. 
New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern gave birth to a bouncing baby girl on Thursday, a news item that is somewhat less impactful because that's a woman. Oh, <laughs> Jacinda. I'm confused. <laughs> Google announced this week that it will invest $550 million into the Chinese e-commerce company JD.com. After several hours of Googling, local podcasters report that JD.com is a silver robot dog that will sell you a Chinese woman <laughs> in a chair. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that is, sounds that like is a pretty good investment. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. In evil shredder attacks, the U.S. government has a dedicated team of employees whose job is to reassemble torn up pieces of paper and tape them back together. Yeah, what the? F- yeah, great question. Why the fuck do we have that? Because Donald Trump insists on ripping up all his paperwork when he's done with it ever since he wildly misunderstood something michael cohen said about paper trails i'm pretty sure that's what happened leaving there leaving them there so he can find his way back from the woods (laughs) clearly (laughs) the u.s government released a near-earth object preparedness plan on wednesday designed to reduce the risk of asteroids or comet impacts because at the rate that trump is courting disaster it's only a matter of time (laughs) in music rapper triple extension was shot dead this week after literally everything about him was terrible According to last count, there are several trillion other people on the planet to care about. No, not trillion. Billion. <laughs> Hundred trillion. <laughs> Thousand. I mean, you could express it with the word trillion if Thank you really wanted you. to get technical. But <laughs> in finance, on May 28th, Eli proclaimed that everyone should dump their shares of Tesla <laughs> because a drop in price is a better bet than the best boxer in history winning a boxing match against a guy from a different sport. Do it. Almost exact words. Mm, yep. No. Yeah. Well, the stock spent the next three weeks rising in price by about 32%. Whew. So unless Eli had a really good rate on a three-week T-bill, <laughs> that one probably didn't work out for him. Do not take market advice from a podcast. And as usual, I guess dinner's on me and Noah because Eli's debit card still doesn't yeah. work. In uh, other news, he bought the stocks himself, people. You're going to go Bitcoin all over again. Not Read a book <laughs> and then cut a hole in it and hide your money in that book. <laughs> I mean, yeah, preferably before July 6th. And that's going to do it for the roundup. We'll have more on this week's top stories coming up in headlines. And we're back next up in headlines in the least the SCOTUS Otis news. The Supreme Court ruled five to four last week that law enforcement needs a warrant to obtain cell phone location data. Generally, (laughs) this begrudging, meager effort to bring U.S. jurisprudence into the 21st century comes to us from the case of Carpenter v. United States, in which lawyers argue that forcing a third party to disclose a person's exact whereabouts over an indefinite period should require more than a text that says, yo, AT&T, what's up? (laughs) Question and totes my goats ignore this if you're busy. Where are all the brown people right now? <laughs> <laughs> Who dis? It's a white guy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Right. Cool. Here it is. Sending. Now, with the big <laughs> caveat here that I'm no Andrew Torres, this case revolves around what's known in legal circles as the third party doctrine, which is a legal theory that says that people who voluntarily give information to a third party, such as banks, phone companies, ISPs, email service, etc., have no reasonable expectation of privacy. And if that sounds insane, it's because the doctrine predates things like ISPs and email servers by decades. And in practice, it's meant until now, law enforcement could obtain your location data through what's known as a court order for disclosure, which can be obtained without showing probable cause. Just like, wow, your ex-wife sure is suspected of a lot of crimes, Bill. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, sure is, Dave. 
She sure is. <laughs> so this case started when a dude named Timothy Ivory Carpenter was sentenced to a 116-year prison term for a string of Radio Shack robberies in Michigan and Ohio. So before we even get to the cell phone shit, this is insane. First of all, it should be legal to rob Radio Shack. Fuck those bastards. But also, secondly, there are no amount of stolen HDMI cables that should earn you 116 years in fucking prison. Right? So How many cops, did he rob? How? I don't know. There's no people in Michigan, so it's just the Ohio ones. So the cops are pretty sure that they see him on a surveillance video. So they go ask his cell provider for his last 127 days of location data. And look... I know it's tempting not to have sympathy for a guy who doesn't think to turn off his cell phone's <laughs> tracking when he has a fucking robbery spree going on. But the Add ability, none. yeah, but the ability of law enforcement to know how often you shit at the drop of a hat should concern all of us. I think. I mean, knowing how often I shit should concern law enforcement at this point. <laughs> all involved. Some surveillance guy in a van. He's like, "What the fuck, man? That's twelve shits in the last three hours. Like, we should." We should tell him to go to a doctor, right? Like, we're required by law to tell him, Now, right? according to the song, at least one of those is just jerking off. He isn't. <laughs> um, now, the ACLU hailed the ruling as a victory for privacy rights and a hopeful sign that the bevy of septuagenarians we put in charge with online privacy might actually have figured out Gmail enough to know that tracking data has nothing to do with adjusting your VCR these days. Uh, Chief Justice <laughs> Roberts... Writing for the majority, noted that the ruling would not affect law enforcement efforts to obtain a person's current location without a warrant, though. So they want to be clear that they intend to understand this stuff incrementally. Fine, fine. Where are all the brown people now? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And also give me the the now data every 10 seconds for 127 <laughs> days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and in temptation news tonight. As if the first two stories of our show tonight weren't enough reason to pack up your sorry ass and move to Canada. This week, <laughs> the motherfuckers made weed legal. Oh, and, slow yeah, clap. Uh, we slow appreciate clap that in all Canada, but look, you can win this race by standing still now. <laughs> you had me at Trudeau. Take the summer off. You've earned it. <laughs> exactly. So Bill C-45, which was put forward by their well-spoken, charismatic, and liberal-leaning leader who is not a giant orange piece of shit, is expected to bring huge economic returns to North America's cool younger brother that's somehow doing way better than you are, like most cool younger brothers. <laughs> I feel like every time Trudeau sees Trump, you know, it's it's ending with like, yeah, so you don't have to remember Donald 123 anymore. It just fills it in for you. I got you all set up there. It's perfect. Cool. Cool. Hey, is that a Benjamin, Mr. Dirty Ears? Okay, there you go. You keep it. Bye. Stop. <laughs> Thank you, though. Seriously, man. Yeah, it means a lot. Keep it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not sure about you all, but now that we have concentration camps and we're not hundred P on the whole human rights thing with the UN anymore, I'm thinking maybe it's time to crash on baby bro's couch for a while. You know, <laughs> just so we get back on our feet. We got a job interview next month. We swear we got a great, yeah. <laughs> You ever take a bottle of wine and a penny and nothing else out into the woods? Well, wait until you see the job that I've got lined up. <laughs> it's fucking cool. And finally tonight, we have a story about an interesting new development in the star system. Ooh. So, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Donald Trump's personal idol created a galactic empire. <laughs> and now Donald wants one, too. 
So that's why he announced last week that we'll be adding a new branch to the U.S. military. The Space Force! Space Force! We'll get the Space Force! <laughs> right, because otherwise, where would James Bond fight him in Act 3? <laughs> Honestly, this whole couple of years would almost be worth it if I knew it ended with him getting kicked out of an airlock. Almost! That's- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's how I'm pretty sure this all happened. Trump was about to speak at the National Space Council meeting last Monday, and... Uh, I'm guessing he had some trouble sounding out a few of the big boy words in the speech somebody wrote for him. And Been there. Got all Been frustrated there. and decided to wing it. So he tapped into his business school education and just announced something huge with plans to figure that shit out later. According to Trump, quote, we must have American dominance in space. I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense to immediately begin the process to establish a space force. You know, like... Pew, pew, Space Force, <laughs> astrology, end quote, that was almost all real. Yeah, well, I mean, the dumbest parts were all real. Guys, guys, <laughs> what he said was way less dumb than what he No, it was, said. yeah. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so, first impression, not that it matters in this case, but maybe don't announce stuff like the Space Force going forward, just, you know, do it if you're going to do it, but it gets even... Better or worse. So Trump's in the middle of making laser beam noises and dueling the podium with a lightsaber. And I guess he realized that he hadn't directly antagonized any ethnic minority groups during his announcement. <laughs> what the so what to that? correct that obvious oversight. Oh, my God. He added the following quote. Real quote. We're going to have the real quote. We're going to have the Air Force and we're going to have the Space Force separate, but equal. But equal. Exact. <laughs> It's, Quote. it's like he's got to say something racist alert on his fucking phone. <laughs> Guys, the deal he made with Mixoplick was that he'd say something racist every five minutes. Deal's a deal. Deal's no, a deal. you're right. You're right. He makes some deals. <sighs> yeah. So if there's a silver lining to this one, I guess uh, it's the fact that in a few years, we're probably going to get some retired general talking to the New York Times, telling the story of how he blindfolded Donald Trump and... Let him through a top secret area and put him on a gravitron at a carnival. <laughs> and then took off the blindfold and told Donald to look out the window and see all the lights coming from the new space army. <laughs> testing out their pew-pew laser cannons. So it's going to be a fun article, it's I coming guess. coming up. Outer space smells, smells like cotton candy. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was cotton candy out here in space. <laughs> Malagla, she said that they were clouds, but I knew they weren't. I knew they were cotton candy. <laughs> I knew it the whole time. I'm gonna use some for my hair too. Come back and not badly. <laughs> Do you know that isn't cotton candy? Put on a jacket. Put on my Put sexy on space jacket. <laughs> that's gonna do it for episode seventy-four. Seventy-four. <laughs> Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Melania Trump. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Cult of One, Richard, Mark, Leslie, Mike, Gene in Vermont, James, Donald, Catherine, Nate, Join your labor union Yodel Mountain POTUS pardon zipline ride coming soon. No. <laughs> Erica, Adam, 
Jamie, Joshua, Nicholas, Megan, Sean, Michael, and other Michael, whose dicks and vaginas are so beautiful, they're technically the MacGuffin for the time dimension. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Till next time, catchphrase sign-off. Sexy springtime yakin. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Trump, you wanted to see me? Oh, hold, Gyla. Come on in, baby. I'm not sure what that was, but, uh, sure. Sure. Gyla, you have to help me. People were so mine about my sexy, fun springtime jacket. You mean the jacket you wore that literally... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I gotta look at Heath when you do this. This is not fair. <laughs> you don't have to do that. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be a second. Just just a quick second. <laughs> it's we got like one, two, three we got like five face veins out of that one, by the way. Five forehead veins. <laughs> Looks like a goddamn delta. <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> Sorry. All right, here we go. Ah, Magdalas. So what's in the hooter? Yeah. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. Glantage? <laughs> hey, who's Jibbler? He fight Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Hitler fights. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright twenty eighteen. All rights reserved.